Welcome to Good Heroin. I'm Dave Ross. Thank you so much for listening. And it would make sense that I'm Dave Ross because the name of this show is Good Heroin with Dave Ross. I'm happy that you're fucking here. It's nice to see you. I'm on the road, man. I'm traveling. I uh, This episode, uh, the day today that it has dropped as of right now, right now, right now, the day that is today, no, I wasn't stalling because I was Googling the date uh, a week from <laughs> when I'm recording it. Um, 25th of June, I'm staying with my girlfriend in a fucking cabin outside Amarillo, Texas tonight. Uh, we're going to make it um, through the country to Atlanta in the next few days. And then I'm going to fly to Portland, Maine and hang out with my family. And then I have a show in Portland, Maine, July 1st. And I really hope to see you there if you're in the area. I'll also be in Boston July 2nd and 3rd. And then I'm going to be in New York City for two weeks after that. Man, I'm so fucking pumped. My cousin uh, is going to drive with me from uh, Maine down to Boston and back uh, both of those nights. So I get to hang out with him. He's one of my favorite people on earth. If not my favorite, might be my favorite. I don't know. Top five at least. And then uh, I'm taking a train from Portland to New York City. And uh, if you've ever heard me talk fucking ever before, you've probably heard me say that I love trains. I love trains. I love trains. And the trains on the East Coast are just so nice. And uh, it's just like such a common mode of transit over there. So it's just like, I don't know. They uh, they really do it right. It's like clean and has its shit together. And, uh, you know, no one's yelling. <laughs> I don't like yelling. I don't know about you. Anti-yelling. And uh, it's sort of a newer thing. Uh, I like to yell in a controlled environment where people are watching and they're like, we came here to watch him yell. Uh, Stand-up comedy is what that's called. But I, uh, you know, being yelled at or being near yelling that isn't for a reason uh, and that reason is performing. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not into it. And uh, trains can contain some yelling, but not when you're going from Maine to Penn Station. Or I guess maybe there's always the chance someone somewhere is going to be yelling. Uh, but I'm just saying, in general, the train situation, uh, long distance on the East Coast is fucking dope. And I can't wait. I'm doing so many things on this trip I'm excited for. I love hanging out with my girlfriend, which is nice. Have you ever tried that? Just, like, really, really liking the person you're dating? It's dope. So, And we're driving across country, which I love. Staying in weird places, like weird cabins and stuff we found near like national forests and stuff. And I love shit like that because uh, my brain is constantly about to explode with anxiety. So being near a tree is like a back rub for me. Um, I just look at it and I breathe in the air. What? Um, And then uh, I love Atlanta and I love Maine and I love the train. And then I'll be in New York City just bopping around, seeing friends, walking around the city, looking at big old buildings getting coffee here, getting coffee there, taking a shit at Starbucks, and then doing shows at night, you know, all over the city. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just I'm doing a bunch of local small shows, so I'm not, like, posting them all on my website. But follow me on Instagram, at Dave to the Ross, if uh, you want to know where you can find me. 
And um, also, I have another podcast. Whoa, that one. So this one I'm recording episodes of as I'm on the road. Um, and uh, and I'm doing that because it's like easy and chill to do that when I'm like alone in a hotel room or staying at my cousin's place or whatever. Um, I don't have to like remote in. I don't have to fucking Zoom or StreamYard to do it. And um, and I can just do it whenever. I don't have to schedule it. I can just do it whenever it makes sense to me, right? But uh, Caleb Sinan and I have a podcast called What's It Called? And oh my God, it is the most fun. It's the most fun I have. I love it so fucking much. Please listen to that show. And I don't say that about my, my shit that often because it's like everybody has different tastes. Some people like podcasts and not stand-up. Some people like stand-up and hate everything else. <laughs> Some people just can't do Patreon. You know what I mean? I don't really, whatever. Whatever of mine that I make that you like or that strikes you as something you might like, that sounds great to me. But I, I'm telling you, what's it called is the most fun I have. We just get so stupid. It's the stupidest show. We have a Patreon now there, patreon.com slash what's it called, where we make a, a bonus podcast called What's In There. What's it called is we... Uh, rename shit and what's in there is uh, we find out uh, what's in stuff <laughs> it's so stupid oh man it's so stupid and I love it so I hope you listen to that but we like banked that entire month's worth of episodes I also moved I fucking moved out of my apartment because I was going to be traveling so much and I want my own place so I figured I'd move out before the trip so I had to move out and record eight episodes of what's it called and eight patreon episodes all in that month i lost my fucking mind man i couldn't sleep my brain was just like do your work do your work do your work do you i'd be lying awake in bed at two o'clock in the morning with my brain being like why aren't you working you're a fucking idiot if you don't do your work now then you'll never get it done because no one has enough time in their life inside of one month to move out of an apartment and do five million episodes of a podcast that has no point at all no one has time for that do not lay down. Stand up and do a fucking podcast, Dave. Anyway, that's a little window into how my brain works. It's always upset. <laughs> uh, man, it's nice to be back to this show. Uh, if you want some more of me, patreon.com slash Dave to the Ross. I got a solo podcast on there called Dave Ross is Dead. Uh, video episodes on one tier, audio on the $5 tier. Also, there's a bunch of exclusive stand-up clips, and you get my albums on the $8 tier, and there's merch stuff and blah, blah, blah. You get it. You fucking get it. Listen, Chris Gethard was my guest last week, and um, uh, we just talked too long <laughs> we talked so long that he is also on next week this is uh the second half of the conversation uh we had last week and uh they were tonally a little different we did a couple different things and this time he's doing an episode of boring opinions which is just i have somebody on and i ask him uh to to give me passionate opinions they have about a boring subject of which we all have many so i hope you enjoy this boring opinions Featuring Chris Gethard. Boring opinions. Chris, hey, what's up, man? We are back. Happy to be back. Um, for us, it's like three minutes. Literally three minutes. <laughs> for everybody else, hello again. Hello. 
Yeah. And uh, and this one, uh, we were just saying, is going to be a little quicker because if you listen to last week's episode, we we're old, tired men. That's uh, what it came down to ultimately, right? Yeah. Totally. Scared. I might put scared in there as well. There you go. Old, tired, scared men. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, man. We should put out a split seven inch called Old, Tired, Scared Men. I would do it in a heartbeat. Truly. Well, I think we figured it out. We just had to talk long enough. We talked last week about... Uh, I have a label uh, that would put it out for us dude. tomorrow if we want. Okay, what the fuck? Let's do it. Yep. Are you kidding me? A dream no. of mine just came true. Seven inch. <laughs> split seven inch? Let's yeah, do it. Dude. Um, actually, the I'm such a nerd for shit like that that the... Um, so do you know Chris Cresswell? Do you know who he is? I do. I, I feel like I've... That name has crossed paths, but I don't know that we've ever met. He's the lead singer, and like for, he formed the band The Flatliners, and uh-huh. now he's in Hot Water Music. Um, he, made, he wrote and recorded the theme song for this podcast and a couple other podcasts of mine, and we've been joking around a lot, and I think we're going to do it. We're going to put out all of the themes he wrote for me on a four-inch. <laughs> four-inch. <laughs> yeah, dude. Dude, That's you cool. should actually – I'll send you some links. I don't know if you're familiar with this, but there's a community all around um, – uh, low quantity solo uh, lathe cutting of records. Uh, these like a lot of people. Well, not a lot, but this small community of people own a little lathe uh, that they cut records on in their home, and they will print anywhere from one to a hundred, uh, wow. seven inches, eight inches, and they can because they're hand making them. They can make them very specific sizes and shapes and customize to you. And there's a guy I work with in Tucson who makes this great shit. So yeah, I need, yeah. and that helps you circumvent the whole like every vinyl factory's backed up for a year thing too. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I need yeah. that info. That sounds cool. Yeah, I'll send it to you. But yeah, let's get into uh, this boring opinions before we both fall yeah. asleep. <laughs> yeah, I was so I was told to prepare. And I have an aspect of my life. I mentioned it on the other show a number of times. I moved to the suburbs of New Jersey and very quickly became obsessive about lawn care. Yes. And I'm not going to claim I'm an expert, but I've been learning a lot and I do have some opinions on it. Wonderful. Yeah. Generally, how I've been doing it is your top five impassioned opinions about a boring subject, but any variation yeah. of that is dope. No, this, this, this fits right on target. Great. Right on target. Just let me know when to go. Let's go, dude. Okay. Opinion one, I learned this the hard way. It's how all of this lawn care stuff started. And I'm not psyched that lawn care dominates my interest so much. Let me just say that. Okay. <laughs> Advice number one, never cut this lawn too short. You never cut your lawn too short. You're asking okay. for trouble. I moved in. I go, I don't want to be mowing so often. Let me cut it shorter. Thinking like haircut philosophy. Yeah. I put it on the number one setting. All you do is invite weeds to overtake it because ah. grass wants to be a little longer for those roots to be strong. And if the roots aren't strong, it, they can't fight off the weeds. And my lawn got infested with crabgrass, which I don't know if you're familiar with it, but if you Google image search it, it's horrific. Yeah. It's absolutely horrific looking. And I would look at my own lawn and I would say, not only does that make me want to throw up, I caused it. Yeah. They call it scalping your lawn. All my neighbors were laughing at me saying that's a rookie mistake. <laughs> so I've been on a quest for, uh, I'm coming up probably three quarters of the way through the first year of trying to recover from that. 
So I've been kind of obsessively researching the ways to get your lawn healthiest. But that's number one. Don't make the same mistake I did. Wow. You never set it below three. I put it on four. Mm-hmm. And yeah, let it be a, a more frequent mowings at a higher length. You know, it's funny. Of all of the things that we've talked about in this extended recording that became two parts... Um, of all of the emotions and like fear and sadness and hope and excitement and friendship and other things. I think if someone were to create a pull quote from all of it, it would be uh, never go, never set it lower than three. Chris Gethard. Never set it lower than (laughs) three. It actually sounds like a cool, people would be like, oh, that must've been one of the punk rock rants those two went on. It's like, nope, that was, that was about your lawnmower. (laughs) <laughs> I also loved more. when you said all your neighbors were laughing at you. I'm picturing Hank Hill and his buddies uh, just yelling at you from across. I'm literally. <laughs> it was more kind elderly people, oh, like okay. very kind elderly people who would be like, that's a rookie mistake. And then they're like, then they're like cackling with glee, um, which I kind of loved. I kind of loved sure. that they were giving me the business, but it sucked it looked so bad man it was and it grows so fast and so long Ugh. i know those crabgrass clumps i know what they look like they're little like clumps right and they have the, tendrils that's why they call yeah. it crabgrass because the tendrils kind of stick out it's it's bad man it's bad how do you get rid of crabgrass or should I, we just move on to number two? Some of this relates. Some okay. of this relates. Got it. I, I might say that there's a 1B because I was saying, you know, keep it on a three or four, mow more often. And there's a phrase that I've really taken to. I did not invent this. The more you mow, the more you grow. <laughs> Your grass is going to be healthier. You cut the tips. It wants to grow back. That process, it's like the muscles for Man. grass. The more you mow, the more you grow. And if you have grass, my grass seed blend has a bunch that grows in a rhizome setting, which is horizontal underground roots. And you keep mowing it. It's not like you plant a seed and it comes up. It spreads. It strengthens. It fights off the weeds. So the more you mow, the more you grow, everybody. I, you're so deep into lawn care that you have adages. I love it, man. Yeah, yeah. I have cones. (laughs) That's Um, great. (laughs) Now, number two ties in directly to what you're saying. So... A lot of your weeds, crabgrass included, also a lot of your broadleaf weeds, which is dandelions, which is broadleaf plantain. Uh, and I, I think people in the Northeast will know all of these, but the philosophies, I think, stand otherwise. And like I said, um, I'm not an expert. I'm learning. Yeah. A lot of these weeds, what happens? Compacted soil leads to this. So I have a situation where my neighbor across the street has a curb. I hate that I'm taking this so seriously. You shouldn't hate that you're taking it so seriously. And I'm sorry I'm laughing, but, but it's, I'm, I'm laughing at joy at your excitement yes. of the minutia. It's but great. But I'm learning that the premise of this podcast, I'm playing into your hands because it's <laughs> listen to these assholes care about shit you don't. That is ultimately what this well, is, Well, what's right? exciting, too, about this is that you're the first guest where – it's all sort of didactic. You're like, these are things I've learned that are very important. Whereas almost every other guest was like, I fucking hate this type of pillow. (laughs) This is actual (laughs) constructive advice based in real life experience. And it's clearly very important to you. No, this is what this is for, man. I'm all, I'm all about it. Good. Good. So item number two relates to compacted soil. So a lot of what happened with me, my neighbor across the street has a curb. I'm looking at it out the window right now. I do not. So when two cars pass each other or when a truck is parked and you have to go in, you have to drive up onto the edge of my lawn. 
damn. This would compact the soil. It would tear it up a little bit while also just packing it down. That's very, very bad for grass growth. Very, mm. very good for weed growth. I also had a situation where my lawn ends in a small hill, so water would pool there. I've learned this is death when it comes to weeds. Man. So first of all, I, I dug a trench, not by hand. I hired someone. I dug a trench. I filled it with gravel that gives a place for the cars to drive and helps with the drainage of the water. So that helps. To avoid compacted soil, one of the main things you can do is every fall, which at least in the Northeast, that's your growing season, aerate. I did not know about core aeration before I got into this. Apologize if you, apologies if you hear my child screaming. I hope she's okay. He, he is fine. He is he fine. Is fine. Um, core aeration basically means that you poke holes in your grass. Okay. And if you do it right, it actually pulls up these little plugs of compacted dirt. I've seen you, those little plugs. Yep. And you just leave them sitting in your lawn because they're packed full of nitrogen, which is one of the main things that your grass oh. needs to grow. A lot of people don't do the core aeration. And a lot of people do it lazy. My father actually gave me <laughs> these things that you strap onto your shoes that have spikes. And you try you walk around your lawn and that pokes those. But I almost broke my ankles. You hire somebody to do that. Wow. You call a landscaping company. They bring in these big machines that just have these like rolling barrels with spikes. And then all the little plugs are your line. And you do that at the beginning of the reseeding process. Gives the seed some room to get in there. Gives the grass some room to breathe. It removes a lot of the compacted soil. From what I've read, and it really did help me, this is actually probably the most important thing you can do if you're trying to get a lawn to recover from some bullshit like I put mine through. <laughs> Core aeration. Wow, dude. How many, uh, how many seasons... Did your lawn exist? Not look how much, how many seasons of failure did you experience before you got the lawn you wanted? Um, it was, I ruined it at the tail end of spring last year. It looked like garbage for the entire summer. And we had just moved here. So I felt like all the neighbors were judging me. And then I started the regrowth process in the fall. So Oh, I hate how much I know about this. <laughs> Crabgrass can't grow until your soil temperature, if I remember right, hits 69 degrees. Wow. Um, that's when crabgrass <laughs> comes up, and I think a, a few other weeds are in a similar range. So, I mean, dude, I have an app that tells me the daily average soil temperature in northern New Whoa. Jersey. Like, I track it. So then what happens? <laughs> this is amazing, man. I, well, it's all... <laughs> It's so important to you. And I guess it I want to, with, without is. judgment, I do yeah. want to ask why. Why do you think it's so important to you? First Aside of all, from it's just being fun. First of all, that. I do have an addictive personality. Sure. Okay. And I stopped doing drugs and drinking many years ago. Okay. <laughs> and I tend to get addicted to other things. Okay. And I think seeing the actual effect. So here, philosophically, what I learned and especially in the pandemic, this proved actually a lifesaver. When you, like I had an area of my lawn where I, I spilled some fertilizer and it gave it fertilizer burn. I didn't know this existed, but uh -huh. if you have too much fertilizer, water carries it, kills it, makes it crispy brown. So I had to till up that entire area of my front lawn. I'm going, holy shit, I made it even worse. During the growing season, I said, I'm going to cut and run tilled it all up killed all that grass it was already dying pulled it all up put topsoil down 
seeds, fertilizer, followed this regimented game plan certain days of the year. There's like fertilizers that you're supposed to put down and you have like a four-day window if you wanted to have the actual intended effect. So I'm recent, And seeing that like I tilled up this section of lawn, it was topsoil that I laid down. I put down the fertilizer, I put down the grass seed, and now I'm watching little sprouts come. And then within a couple months, it's actually like a thick, full section of lawn. In a very zen way, I went, I can see the effect that I had here. I set out to do a thing, and now wow. it's done. And that's... I reshaped this patch. Yeah, that's fucking satisfying. That's that so is satisfying. Cool. Yeah. And I had some areas behind my house that the old owner had just let become overgrown. It was just all rocks and weeds. I cleared the rocks myself, got a hand tiller, tilled it myself, did that, and now it's all grass back there. And I walk around, and I feel it feels very peaceful to me to look around and go... I caused this. I caused yeah. this reshaping. That that is I think what it's related to is that gives me dopamine kicks and I yeah. am addictive enough that the dopamine kicks I start to chase them. Wow. That's where it's at. That's that's great. That's what causes I, I get it. Yeah. So what's number 3? I would say actually I'm going to call an audible and say uh, one thing I just brought up there. Um research your zones, I think there's seven growth zones in America. You'll find out what strains of grass grow best in your climate. You'll find out which fertilizers work best in your climate. You'll learn which weeks of the year you should be doing which things in your climate. So the Yard Mastery app I mentioned, this really helps. There's also stuff that's, I use stuff that's much more basic. That's like second week of, like we're coming up on the second week of June where I'm supposed to put down insect and grub control. And I go to my local nursery. I said, what are you? I found that I like the Jonathan Green products. Um, I use their grass seed and fertilizers. Uh, So I'll go, hey, does Jonathan Green have a grub and insect control? They'll tell me what. And then I use my seed spray. So point being, just do your research. Do your research. There's fertilizers out there. I don't love using all these chemicals. So this year I found out I'm trying to grow clover because I don't mind the look of clover. It's not a weed to me. A lot know. of grass blends used to actually include clover as a rule. Really? They that. Yeah, now, now clover is regarded as a weed, so people don't mind it. But you can huh. – clover kind of eats nitrogen and then puts it into the soil so you don't need as many nitrogen-based fertilizers. Like there's research out there. So huh. find a game plan yeah. that feels doable to you. Have your products in your garage ready to go so you don't get caught by surprise. Put it in your calendar on your phone. Hey – I always have it next week, insect and grub control. You know, like I have it in there <laughs> Damn. throughout the year. This so is I plan. You know, plan. That it's, advice could, I mean, obviously be applied to almost every, basically everything. Do your research and plan. And I also think it's great <laughs> to hear it said because we, I don't, I just don't. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, I want to do that. I don't want to look it up. But I'm mad I can't do it and that I'm bad at it. I'm not looking it up, though, and it's not my fault. <laughs> and yeah. actually, this, everything involved in buying a new house, I've had to call people in and pay them because I'm bad with stuff like this with my hands. But actually, and maybe, maybe some other homeowner out there will find, oh, I actually like, I, I, like, I like putting up sheetrock. I'll remodel a room myself. Like, right. Maybe that's your thing. But for me, I've wound up going, this is not... It's not as hard as I thought. It's not that intimidating. And it gives me this small thing in my life where I think about it and I go, this is like, this is a hobby 
that I can research and be in control. And it actually, I think, makes me a little more organized in my real life too, the organizational aspects of projects like these. So I think there's some usefulness to it. Absolutely. Well, I also think that literally uh, receiving information and becoming, like actually absorbing knowledge uh, in general makes you more confident about how to absorb other types of knowledge. Yeah, uh, and, and, and learning how to be structured in one way Sure. Allows yeah. you to start to be structured in other like I find now that I will I will put writing sessions a week earlier. Go next Tuesday, writing section. Huh. And that reminds me, hey, part huh. of your job is don't schedule anything else on Tuesday. You need right. the time for it. So, you know, you learn the methodology of one thing and it can apply to other things. And that's in all areas of life, right? I do wonder often for myself, like now, like um Comedy is uh, like a, you know, it's a difficult task to make a career of it. So um, I don't spend a lot of time on hobbies and things like this. But I, I do wonder uh, here and there if I wouldn't benefit from like something that gave me little validations and understanding that uh, what I'm doing um, is working like in some other avenue yes. like this. Yes. Completing small tasks like building confidence in myself that my actions actually have consequences in positive ways. Like I wonder if, you know, if you're only doing the really hard thing that it sort of exists in the ether and you're taking a stab at how to make it work over time, you probably are starting to subconsciously wonder if anything you do works at all. Yeah. And so I know people that get a lot of what you're talking about from cooking as well. Yes. Cooking is a thing you like, you learn how to do it, you try it out, you figure out how to do it better, and you have an end result that you can enjoy yourself. And there's some zen in there. Like, yeah. I can't cook for shit, and I have found that that is, for me, I go. Like, I'm looking out right now at that patch I talked about, and like, in this reseeding process from last year, where so you aerate, you put down fertilizers that aim to enrich the soil in certain ways, or soften the soil up in certain ways. You put down your seed at certain times, you water for certain amounts of time. You water at certain times of the day. You don't want to water before it gets hottest. You'll cook the grass. You'll cook the seed. You know, you burn oh, it. Yeah. All these things. And then I can look at the lawn right now and I can actually physically see, oh, here's a stretch where it worked. Here's a stretch where it hasn't yet. I got to get that next year. That's actually another thing on my list is to remember it takes years. This process takes right. years. I can see it because the, the grass seed I bought is a different strain than what was there, so I see a different color. And I can wow. see, oh, the, like my wife always points out, there's this one part of the lawn where she's like, you got that part really beautiful. And I go, yeah, that's where my grass seed's taken over. And there's also less weeds there because it's, it's strong and it's fighting. And I go, man, this feels good this year. It's going to feel even better next right. year. And it's small and it's simple and it's not as complicated or heady as the other areas of my life. This is good to have. This is good to have. It's also cool that this hobby has become so important to you that your wife is invested in it. That's well, great. She, it's really nice for us actually because she loves gardening, but uh, flowers and plants and trees. Cool. She grew up, her mom is fantastic at that. So it's actually this really nice bonding thing too where we can both be outside and I can be tilling up my grass my i want new grass patches here and she can be 10 feet away working on her flowers and get yeah. outside together so what the fuck that's idyllic man we that's root so for cool. each other yeah it's it's <laughs> yeah. nice um 
Now, the, so is there one more? Yeah, number five is uh, is. Uh, Yes, yes, because that again, the most recent one was enjoy this process. It takes years. See the value in that instead of the frustration. The last one I would say is a trap I just learned. Because again, not an expert, a journeyman learning along the way. Don't overreact. Do not overreact to anything with your lawn. Um, <laughs> I fought off the. I haven't been getting any crabgrass this year. I've been like, there was a big wave of dandelions and dandelions you might think they look nice they once the yellow flower is gone they're so gross if yes. you think about the stuff that remains those like tendrils yes. that's they just look so i've been out, i was out there for a week every time i saw dandelions <laughs> pulling them by hand before they could turn into the seed things next day there'd be 10 more I'd be like, son of a bitch so <laughs> i'm fighting off the dandelions okay the crabgrass didn't come back yet i'm like okay okay all of a sudden i walk out one day because weeds just explode I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> There's this stuff everywhere. I look it up. It's called mouse-eared chickweed. I never even knew about this stuff. It's just another type of weed that seems to have gotten a grip on my lawn. I'm actually seeing it all over the neighborhood this year. I don't know what happened where mouse-eared chickweed exploded. So I flip out. I overreact. I look up. What do I do to get rid of mouse-eared chickweed? You can pull it by hand, but there's two different types. Regular chickweed, it's easy to pull by hand because it doesn't grow back. Mouse-eared chickweed has rhizomes, so even if you pull it, it's going to keep sprouting up. I got the mouse-eared. So then I'm reading, okay, there's this certain type of herbicide that gets it. So I run out. I get the herbicide. Didn't do enough research. Overreacted. The herbicide is killing this mouse-eared chickweed, but I have very large patches of it, and the herbicide turns it brown. So instead of having green mouse-eared chickweed, <laughs> I have burned brown mouse-eared chickweed that now I pull it by hand, and what I have under there is patchy dirt instead uh. of grasses. So I overreacted. And, and one of the things that I've come to grips with, with the crabgrass last year, with the chickweed this year, my neighbor has a lot of rough fescue. I, my grass seed blend is Jonathan Green Black Beauty Ultra. It's, it's a blend of Kentucky bluegrass perennial rye, but mostly tall fescue. Tall fescue is beautiful. It's what's on the south lawn of the White House. This is wonderful. I <laughs> rough, fescue, rough fescue is this like weedy cousin that grows in clumps. But okay, if it's green and you mow it, you'll be fine. <laughs> You're going to have to mow a little more often than usual. And guess what? That, like I said before, that's good for the grass that's there. So it's not going to hurt. Rather than burn this mouse-eared chickweed and have it just be basically, hey, now everyone can see where it was. Huh mow it because the same way that a lot of these weeds don't grow until 69 degrees soil temperature they die out once it goes below that huh. now is your fighting chance that's why the fall is the real growing season because grass can still grow for a bunch of weeks after a lot of these weeds can so this is your time you get your soil aerated you get your fertilizers right you get your seed down you get your watering routine the weeds aren't here right now, so you get that grass strong. But don't overreact. It's fine for me if I got to mow this mouse-eared chickweed all summer. When I mow it, you can barely see it. When I let it grow out, it looks like it 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 looks like clumps of human hair that no like that that Ugh. that are like greasy and unbrushed. Like Ugh. that's what this mouse-eared chickweed reminds me of with little mouse-eared flowers on, all over it. I don't. I don't even like picturing that. 
Ugh. Don't overreact. It yeah. takes years. You get them next year. The fall is the time to make progress. Spring and summer is the time to maintain. You overreact. You're only going to create more work for yourself in the fall. So that's my lawn care tips, everybody. Damn. It's so funny, too. So many of them literally could be generalized to just being happy. You know? Don't well, overreact. Do your research. It has made me very happy. Let things Man. take a couple of years, you know, for all creative people. Yeah. Right? That's a good one, too. Work on a thing for a few years. If it gets rejected, <laughs> keep working on it. Man, I love, I love it. it, dude. I love uh, – it seems like it – yeah, it seems like it's really uh, brought some peace into your life. It That's has. That's so cool. And a massive amount of distraction during the pandemic, which I'm, I'm very grateful for. Yeah. Very grateful for that's great dude thank you so much for doing uh this marathon two-part uh a joy podcast. a real joy is what this was i agree such a joy man please tell people about your special again it's half my life it's streaming all over the place apple amazon youtube peacock tubi it's, it's on a bunch of different places you can go find it it's like a hybrid between a stand-up tour stand-up like material and a tour documentary features a bunch of great diy venues it's different. You might like it. Might remake. Right. Might remind you what live shows were like in these small, intimate venues. So check it out. Man, I can't wait. Half my life uh, from Chris Gethard. Go see it now, please. And uh, and dude, thank you again. This was the best. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, really great afternoon. Chris Gethard, everybody, watch his special Half My Life. It's out now. There's links to all the places you can find it on his website, chrisgeth.com. He's also at chrisgeth on social media. And just what a fucking great dude, man. What a great two episodes. I honestly, I don't know. I'm just, this is great. <laughs> I hope you dug it too. Uh, thanks for being here and listening to the show. Uh, like uh, I said last week, and as you can see from the fact that I have put out episodes for two weeks now, <laughs> I'm doing this weekly again. Um, more of me at patreon.com slash Dave to the Ross if you want uh, my Patreon podcast. Or just come back next week. I hope that you're here. I'm going to be on the road uh, talking to my friends. Some of the episodes will just be me talking. Just fucking talking, man. Talking about New York City where salsa is made. Huh? Did anyone get that joke? Is anyone else 38? I think you have to be minimum age 38 to understand my paste picani sauce joke i just made about a paste picani sauce commercial that you would see on television in 1995 <laughs> man i love you so much i hope you're taking care of yourself hope you're giving yourself some breaks and some you know just some softness in your life right now as the world's trying to figure out how to be a world again and uh, i'm glad you're alive and i'll see you next time bye good heroin, good heroin.